I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Welcome to this week's Must Hear Music podcast. I'm sitting here with Jason Lipschitz. What's up, man? As well as Erica Ramirez. Hi there. That was me passing. We were sharing mic. This is really pathetic. So Eric and I are sharing a microphone today. So Why if there, I there are share pauses, a micro- you're the like the host of this. Why don't no, I share no, a microphone? No, no, it's we're sitting closer together. It's All right. Either well, it's kind of fun. Anyways, I'm just distant from you guys, I guess. Um, whatever. No, I, I don't want your mushrooms, but thank you. That's really this is a sweet. A offer. riveting beginning. Yeah, to exactly. The Everyone's like, "All right, not listening to any yeah. more of this." Um, all right, let's start off with something that is exciting. So Drake released a surprise album. Wait, um, what? Yeah, maybe you, maybe you heard it. It's called "If You're Reading This, It's Too Late." Oh my god! And it is. I'm, I actually would love Erica to explain because I've, I've, I've been hearing. I mean, you know, you have to pay for this album. Yet it's being called a mixtape. Yet it seems like he's doing it to get like another album out of his contract. So what officially? What is this? A mixtape or an album? Dun, dun, dun. So according to the production notes, this is a mixtape. Um, he calls it a mixtape. But yes, it is being sold on iTunes. It is labeled to be under Cash Money Records. So I would assume, it's not confirmed, that I think this is just to knock out another album from the Cash Money um, contract that he has. He does sh- uh, throw some shots at Cash Money Records saying that he needs some money. Or needs his money, not yeah. necessarily that he needs money. Super bro. Right. So I mean I think that that might be the case. But yes. Do you wanna Sure. Yeah. So passing the mic back. Um yeah, so the song Erica picked is Jungle, which is the well, second to last if you're including bonus, otherwise the final track on the album. Um it's really I mean, I, I have to say I think this is a great song. It's moody and it's kind of lovely, but what I will say overall of the whole album, I'm a little or mixtape or whatever we're calling it. It's it's a little too much of Sad Drake for me. Like this is a wow. very depressing album. Like there is not like one fun song. Although I love Jungle, but well, okay, maybe the Lil Wayne one actually is pretty great. Um, otherwise, they are like pretty depressive. But I need I need to pass the mic to you because you're looking angry. She's so angry. Yeah, I think I'm gonna hit you with the mic. I don't like <laughs> I think I I think it depends on what you mean with like fun. I guess uh if you mean like more positive or like upbeat songs, yeah, absolutely not. But I feel like there's a lot of cl- like low key club songs like Risk Behavior that you could find on this album. Like there's energy and 
uh, Know Yourself, and there's a couple songs also midway. I know that Jason has a few of it that also yes. are kind of like worst behavior that you could actually kind of hear in the club. I'm not only because it's Drake, but because they're kind of those they grow on you. Yeah. Um. I love I love Ten Bands. I love No Telling. I love Six God. Six God's been out, but yeah. So they're very like boastful songs. They're very like I'm the only one in the game. F you, I'm the best. And by the way, sometimes I do get lonely though. Like that's and that's really how Drake is. But so there are a lot of those songs. So if you, I agree that if you mean by like not really like positive or upbeat songs like Take Care or something like that, right. then yeah. And I, I mean, the reason I chose Jungle also is because it's pretty much the only like somewhat romantic type of song. Like it's the only really love song that you could say for sure it is a love song. Um, and it's me, and clearly I go for the email. <laughs> but um, I was talking to Jason about this. Like, I like the way that he could have all these songs on one mixtape and, like, have you go back and forth as far as your feelings go. Like, you could be very, like, angry and boastful, and then he could turn around and make you all email and get you all in your feelings. And Yeah. I mean, I I just – I when I was listening to this mixtape for the first time and it's, it's like, it's an album, but let's call it a mixtape. Mm-hmm. Come on. Because I feel like his album will have more singles. I think this was purposely without kind of radio hits. And, um, I just think Drake just keeps getting better. Like, I, I know that a lot of people like, like, I, I think when, uh, thank me later came out, I was like, wow, this is a great album. And then, yeah i know you're making a face thank me later the thing is when it came out it was it was a really great album and then take care came out you're like oh wow this is so much better than thank me later and then for and a lot of people still like take care of the best but for me nothing was the same came out i was like wow this is actually my favorite now um and i don't think this is my favorite drake project just because i like having like the singles like you know songs like hold on we're going home and um, started from the bottom and then on take care you have stuff like take care um, and I I miss that a little bit with this project but I I still think he's getting better like he's just such a good rapper now and like he's so confident like if you compare the progress he's made as an artist between 2010 like thank me later wasn't that long ago it was five it was less than five years ago and now it's like a total total difference and I I love it I, I love it so much and yeah, jung- like Jungle is like the 16th song on this album. And it's, you know, it's definitely like one of the top five songs on this album. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. To, I guess to clarify what I was saying, I agree with you, Erica, that there is a lot of like lyrical complex. Like he covers a lot of ground lyrically on this. It's definitely not one note. Um, but kind of touching on what Jason said, I, I do miss kind of the, you know, like an upbeat song or something, you know, not that um, Hold On, We're Going Home was necessarily upbeat, but it was it was a single. It was catchy yeah. and nice, you know, and I just, I'm kind of waiting we'll get that. for that next, you know, like radio ready Drake song. Um, but that being said, like, yeah, it's, a, this is kind of a, not a full album. This is more of a, a stopgap album. So maybe I'm asking for too much from Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I was going to mention something of like, you could tell it is a mixtape just because it's not as cohesive as his last album. It's not to say that it's better or worse than the other ones. You clearly could see um, progression and him, like Jason said, getting be- better uh, lyrically and also like really wanting to sing more, like legit yeah. wanting to sing, not like Kanye singing or like there's auto tune. 
So that's also something interesting to, to look at. But um, some people say they were like throwaway songs, but even that like goes back to the point that he's actually getting better. The fact that you can make such album with like, if they are throwaway songs or songs that didn't make the last or the upcoming album, that just also proves to his talent. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think that I'm excited even more now for like the next album. Like if you could put out an album like this oh, and it oh, be, this, be so good. this good, then I wonder what, when he actually like makes this some, something more cohesive, how it's going to turn out to be. Cool. Well, let's listen to it. This is Drake Jungle. The reason you love me. Listen, you can hear them calling my name. I'm all over the place. I can't sit in one place. I'm not ashamed at all. Still finding myself, let alone a soulmate. I'm just saying. Feel like we want in the same. All right, that was Drake's Jungle from his surprise album slash mixtape. If you're reading this, it's too late. Uh, next up, let's talk about Imagine Dragons. So we've got Imagine Dragons. They are on the cover of this week's Billboard. Um, they have an album out called Smoke and Mirrors, and the song I chose to talk about is the title track hey called there. Smoke and Mirrors. So more okay, so I have a lot of feelings about Imagine Dragons. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan, but I appreciated that when they kind of broke through they were bringing a different sound to rock and certainly to radio. Like sure. there was not nothing else on the radio like Radioactive. When they returned with I Bet Your Life, I was definitely let down that it was such a Mumford Light sort of thing. Yeah. And listening to this new album, I'm, I'm kind of getting, not that it sounds at all like Mumford, but, but it similarly sounds like it's just aping other bands. Like the first song in the album is called Shots. It's very dance rock, which isn't so much their thing. Yeah. Um, and the title track, Smoke and Mirrors, like really could have been a song written by Coldplay. And it just yeah. makes me think, like, do we do Imagine Dragons need to be the, the next Coldplay? And I asked myself that question, and then I thought, actually, they do, because Coldplay is retiring after one more <laughs> album. So they're probably, like, looking at, like, hey, there's a void what? for soft rock bands. <laughs> we need to, like, march into that slot. <laughs> like, like, anyone who went, like, Coldplay They're just, concerts, like, in, a, in like, a bomb shelter scheming, like... Well, I'm at, well, Coldplay is, uh, might be breaking up soon. Let's take their crown! But this they, song, I mean, this song Smoke and Mirrors, the title track, it's just like so anthemic, U2 influenced. I mean, obviously Coldplay's like, whole career is based on U2. Um, and it's a good song. Like, I have nothing against it. Like, it's well-constructed. It's nice. But, but it just is kind of like, why? Like, you came out with a different sound, and now you're doing, like, a light rock thing. It's just weird. Yeah. It, it sounds to me like they don't really... I mean, I'm not as familiar clearly Point about Imagine track. Dragons. Anything R&B that's not R&B or rap, I know nothing of. <laughs> Except Adele. I just... It, you guys make it seem, every time we talk about Imagine Dragons, that they're not really sticking to who they are. And I, it just sounds like they're probably in a state where they are exploring their sound. I don't know. Yeah. You guys tell me. Um... Man, where you have a lot of feelings about Imagine Dragons, I have very few feelings about <laughs> Imagine Dragons. And that's not a negative thing toward them. It's just like they are a big lumbering rock band that makes mm -hmm. some good songs and some not some so good songs. Like It's just hard for me to get pumped about Imagine Dragons. It's funny because I didn't really care about them at all in terms of their music and listening to it until I was on a vacation with, this was, uh, I guess, 2013 with a bunch of friends. And they were like, oh man, Radioactive's like my jam. And I was like, really? Yeah. And I listened to it, like we listened to it a bunch that week. 
And I was like, you know what? This is actually a pretty fun song. This is a pretty fun it song. It is. It's a fun and, But everything else they've done, um, I don't know. It, they, they, just, I, I kind of agree with you that they just kind of seem to be all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, with like Mumford & Sons, like I'm not a huge Mumford & Sons fan, but at least like you know what you're kind of getting with them. Right. They with, deliver pretty consistently. Yeah. Like if you're a fan of like one Mumford & Sons song, you can kind of – like it's kind of a gateway into like the rest of them imagine dragons it's like i don't really have a good handle on them they're just like they strike me as like a again like a big lumbering lumbering rock band for better or worse and um yeah i wasn't a a a big fan of i bet my life either this one's a little bit better i guess it's you know it's hard for me to feel passionately about either of these i'm just very i mean since there are so few rock bands who like have a chart presence right now i'm curious if they'll have staying power with this i feel like yeah even if this album doesn't do so well i feel like they get one more album where they get that shot because it's just the the thing the thing about rock bands now is that it just seems like all you need is like one hit and or like one kind of breakout moment and then you'll be like top of the line like festival band forever Mm -hmm. like that that because like you said there's so few rock bands like making a dent when they do make a dent it's like all right you're insured to be like one of the eight headliners of a of a alternative festival like look at foster the people i was i was literally just gonna say foster the people like Like, they had the one song and they're still like top build on yeah i mean we were at governor's ball last year and like James Blake and Foster the People were playing at the same time, and I was watching James Blake with Erica and her little brother. And uh, I was like, I w- and I had to leave. I had to go somewhere else to do something at the festival. And I walked by Foster the People's crowd, and it was like three times the size of James Blake's crowd. And I was like, what's going on? Like, and again, no offense to Foster the People. I just didn't None realize. Big that, fans of Foster the People. But there are rock fans out there, and, you know, once you have that point of entry as imagine dragons does like at this point i just don't i don't even think imagine dragons like needs another hit like they're just like they're like they could headline like Lollapalooza next year like why not Mm -hmm. like that they absolutely could they could do it in five years it just you know once you have that thing like phoenix is another one of those bands right it's just uh so they're set for life so it doesn't even matter what they put out they can (laughs) no i mean it's not that it's just that they're 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 going <laughs> Let's just to talk about radio. I, I guess my but doesn't, this doesn't I guess matter. my point is that they're always going to probably make the majority of their money moving forward on the road and Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
they'll that's, like that's they'll be true. able to look at like look at Lincoln Park, who I have a lot of love for Lincoln Park, but like they haven't had a hit in like ten years, maybe. But they do. I mean, and I'm again, I'm not a fan of them either. But they do pretty consistently make albums that their fans love. And I guess yeah. what I'm wondering with this is. If you're an Imagine Dragon fan and you just show up, you know, excited for this new album, but it's just a bunch of sound-alike knockoffs, like, are you going to be an Imagine Dragons fan in two years? That, that's what I'm yeah. wondering. Like, Linkin Park definitely stuck in their lane and kept mining their very distinctive sound. Yeah. Imagine Love Dragons, not so much, but... I guess we'll, we'll, see. we'll see. Time well, will tell, exactly. Joe. Exactly. Only time, time will tell. Time will tell. Um, so let's listen to it. This is... The title track to the new Imagine Dragons album, Smoke and Mirrors. Alright, that was Imagine Dragons. Next up, let's do a Jason pick. Let's talk about the new Sufjan Stevens. Sufjan. Song is called No Shade in the Shadow of the Cross. So, Joe. Yes. Let's talk for a sec. Are you a Sufjan fan? I am a big Sufjan Stevens oh. fan. Um, I, like like many people, was a little lukewarm on the 2010 album Age of Ads. However, the album he put out the year before that, the BQE instrumental album, mm. I still listen to very consistently. Oh, interesting. I'm a big fan of that. So I'm okay with his experimenting with electronica. So here's the thing about Sufjan with me. When I, I would say that no artist more influenced me or uh, had a greater influence on me to become like a music writer than Sufjan Stevens. I know. it's That's, that, a, that's a big statement. When... He was peaking at a time when I was starting to really get into indie rock music in uh, in high school and like Seven Swans, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, those albums, like I just thought they were, and Michigan, which I discovered later, I just thought those albums were the shit. Like I just mm-hmm. thought he was, I was like, this is like the songwriter of like a generation, like just in terms of what he could accomplish. Very funny, very original. Like his arrangements mm-hmm. were all excellent. Like... Anyway, I, I say all that because the Age of Odds, uh, he, he was doing his States project for a while. He took a couple years off. He came back with the Age of Odds and uh, in 2010, which was a very huge departure for him, a, a grandiose electronic album. And I really hated it. Like, I really, <laughs> really hated it. I was like, why? Is... Yeah, I, I respected him for changing it up. I just didn't like the direction at all. I didn't think it fit him, et cetera, et cetera. So... Ever since then, I've been like, man, it's been almost 10 years since Illinois. Like, when will he finally put out something I really like? And right. So and uh, I guess he's finally doing that. Well, th- that's true. So this so this new album coming up is kind of a return to the Seven Swans introspective folk. Yes. Um, but that being said, I'm, I'm curious what you thought about, because he hasn't been totally quiet. He did his Christmas project. Yeah, he's been... his si- rock hip-hop band Sisyphus And that's actually year. the kind of the, the more frustrating thing, is that he's he hasn't been, like, quiet. He, he's been doing so many other things except making another Illinois right. or Seven Swans. And I'm like, no, damn it, like, just sit down just and make like, a good make, album make an album that i love <laughs> which is on totally unfair of me and selfish but whatever um but again like so i you know he comes out 
about a month ago and is like, you know, I'm putting out this album, Carrie and Lowell, which is a, a more quiet, introspective folk album. And it's dedicated to my late mother and uh, my stepfather. And now you, you get the first full taste of it with this song, No Shade in the Shadow of the Cross. And I'm like so cautiously excited because this is like exactly what I've wanted for almost 10 years and have been waiting for and I mean I love it like I'm 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 all about this side of uh, Sufjan's music and I hope that it can reach my expectations I I wouldn't say like this is a stunning song Mm -hmm. it sounds more kind of like instead of like a single than almost like just kind of like a piece of a whole Right. And I, I think it'll make more sense in context with the album. But I'm I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped for this one. Like this has been pumped a big year, Sufian. big year for me. Got a Bjork album. Got some <laughs> Erica's <laughs> li- literally laughing at me right now. Got some Sufjan, uh folk. I mean, it's it's all good. Um, yeah, I I would I agree with what you're saying. I think the song really seems like it'll make more sense in the context of an album. Like. You listen to it and it's nice. It doesn't really. It's not an arresting song. Yeah. But I, I think kind of what this is. You know, this is not a, a tune that's going to win him new fans. But I think what it's going to do is kind of what it is with you is like bring back people who have strayed, who haven't been yeah. crazy about his last couple of projects, and who are waiting to him to kind of for him to return to basically what he made his name on. And the thing is, I don't think he cares about like recapturing that fan base it's just like this is what he wants to do it right just now happens. yeah it, and it, i'm happy that he feels that way it might just be totally coincidental i, I doubt he's kind of like scheming to win back his fan base because he really doesn't seem like that kind of artist Man. but uh well let's listen to it so sufjan stevens no shade in the shadow of the cross My mother give wings to a stone. It's only the shadow of a cross. All right, that was the new Sufjan. Next up, let's talk about Kanye West featuring Sia and Vic Mensa. Song is called Wolves. Yes. (laughs) So this song debuted on the Adidas in this like 12 minute Adidas commercial. Or not commercial, whatever the presentation, the artistic word for commercial is that yeah. they like to use now. Um, and then Kanye performed it on SNL 40 over the weekend, which I thought was just a really incredible performance that made absolutely no sense in the context sure. of that three and a half hour sketch comedy show. Uh, but but Eric, I'm going to pass the mic off. What do you think of this? <laughs> no, I actually completely agree with you on as far as the performance making absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, I, when I first saw the video of the presentation, I wasn't really, I didn't really love the song. I think it's because I expected more from Kanye himself. Um, it's supposed to be the, the first song on the album, which I think is a, a great choice. I just wish since it is the first that he'd come a little stronger and not hide behind his autotune. But again, that's not much of a surprise, but I, I really like the production. It's a very strong song, but I also I'm in love with Sia and Vic Mensa on this song and even more so after the SNL performance, especially with Vic Mensa kind of like singing his, his part in the song. And I know that Jason agrees with me as far as his love for Sia, especially yes. on this song. Like, I know, I think you, you wrote this up and you mentioned it's kind of like bluesy or kind of like soulful of her. At least yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I I wrote somewhere that this is, this is my favorite thing Kanye's done since Mercy. Oh, you hate Jesus. Yeah, you, a, as everyone knows. <laughs> That's so crazy. As everyone knows, I am a, a staunch, I am a staunch opponent of Jesus. So much for breaking the romance. Now yeah. I know how. Well, I'm very surprised. This is a, ve- a shocking podcast that you like a Drake song and a Kanye song. I'm very surprised. <laughs> Anyways, please keep going. <laughs> I kid. Uh, no, I love I love this. And I wasn't, you know, we talked about only one on a on this podcast a couple weeks ago. And I was like, yeah, it's a very sweet song. I don't know if it's like a single. Like, this is like, but this is what I want to hear. It's like... This is this is just everything I want from 2015 Kanye. It's like melodramatic and it has cool guest stars and it's affecting and it's just it's just great. Like it's this is just he he's and we were talking about this yesterday Erica how he's like just not like a popular artist anymore in terms of like creating singles. Like he just doesn't doesn't seem to care. Like which surprises me because you know, after Yeezus, it shouldn't surprise me, but he did an interview where he was talking about how, and he, he made the comparison that Yeezus was like his Bruce Springsteen Nebraska album, like yeah. a very like harsh, sparse affair. And then he was like, and so my next album has to be my Born in the USA, which, you know, of course is like this Bruce Springsteen, like way commercial produced album, just yeah. stuffed with hits. And after he said that, I was like, okay, so we're going to get a return to like, Radio Kanye, like Club yeah. Kanye. And this song is like nothing like and of course only you is nothing like that, and this song isn't either. So yeah. I'm just kinda surprised how restrained it is. As I like the song, but I'm I'm just wondering, like basically I'm wondering, did he lie in that interview? <laughs> or are we gonna get like a like muted version of Jesus? Or is this gonna like actually have some singles <laughs> I am on maybe it? a god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the muted version of Jesus. By the way, I have a 10-second snippet of I Am A God (laughs) on my SoundCloud account just for Jason. Yes. And he plays that randomly. Because it's the, yeah, I made made Erica isolate the part where (laughs) the the voice of God goes, I am a God. Because there's nothing funnier. No, it's Kanye featuring God. That's what that song is billed as. I don't understand. (laughs) Uh, wait, I wanted to go back as far as uh, Kanye's this album. <laughs> Jason's still laughing. Um, it's I am I'm kind of very excited about this, not just because I'm a Kanye stan, but also he's been working with people that he's worked with um, for College Dropout, like and the his first couple of three albums were like Pusha T, of course. But there's also now Q-Tip is back in the mix, and so is consequence and he has also these other Chicago rappers like Vic Mensa and he's still working with Chief Keef and you know all these artists so I'm, I mean I think th- and also in his latest interviews at least the ones from his um, fashion show he just seems to be more like may I say like down to earth like yeah. it's very like I just want to make something for my actual fans and the people and like the kids from like whatever streets like it's just it's i don't know he just seems a a little different uh his approach seems a little different so maybe he did mean what he said at that time and i think he may have changed his mind i mean i like what i've been hearing at least the two songs from the album but um, yeah it'll be interesting to see like i'm very interested to see how well like a new Kanye album will sell if like this is the because because we exist in the world of like the blogosphere and people like you know like 
rap writers and music writers love what Kanye's doing. He's pushing boundaries. But it's not like Yeezus, like, sold very well. You know what I mean? Like, and didn't really produce any huge hit singles. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm wondering, like, yeah, like Joe said, like, will this be a return to, like, you know, the clubs? Or, or maybe people, like, maybe rap listeners, like, younger rap listeners have moved on to, like, Drake and Big Sean. I mean, like, yeah, we're I'm in a world curious. where, like... Kendrick Lamar puts out these songs that are also not your usual radio-friendly type of songs, mm-hmm. and people love it. And I think it's now even more so about the message. Like, even Drake's album, it's a lot about the message as well. And like we said, there there aren't really radio-friendly songs on that album. Um, I, I do want to say, though, that the song that leaked, like, twice all day that is supposed to feature Young Thug does seem like it has, like, radio potential. Yeah. It wouldn't be Kanye if he didn't think about radio in some kind of way. I feel like he even did sell on Yeezus, but he was trying to be rebellious. But I think that he really does think about that in some sort of capacity. Um, But I'll leave the Yeezus talk to Joe and Jason because... No, I I can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah, there's no need to open that Pandora's box. But let's listen to it. So Kanye West featuring Sia and Vic Mensa, Wolves. That was the new Kanye. Next up, let's talk about a very exciting return, which is Irish pop, Irish electric pop songstress yes. Rasheen Murphy. Why is do we back. wait to like the fifth song to discuss Rasheen Murphy? I sorry. I maybe we can re- edit this podcast afterwards <laughs> and make this before I even introduce uh. it. We'll just start talking about her. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, so re- I mean, this is like I'm just so Rasheen Murphy. Her last album was in 2007, and it was called Overpowered, and you know it got some critical love, but it definitely flew under the radar. But it so had some of the like absolute best pop songs. Man, of that I'm year. so happy you're so on board with Rasheen Murphy. And you know, it was such a fantastic album, and it was a huge improvement on her solo debut. And after that, I was just like, all right, when's this next one coming out? And yeah, eight years later, yeah. I finally got the answer. Um, I know. I know she had a kid in the meantime. She She's did. had like one or two songs come out, but yeah. it's been a long wait, and I'm extremely excited. So the new album is Hairless Toys, and she released one song from it called Gone Fishing, which is just you know it's it's a little laid back, but it's it's fantastic. I don't. What, what do you think about it? Yeah, it's oh man. It, it, I'm so I'm just so pumped for this album. Like for those who are listening to this and haven't checked out Overpowered by Roisin Murphy, which came out in 2007, and I, I agree with Joe, kind of flew under the radar. Like, just go do whatever you can to check that album out. I think it's on Spotify. I think so. Yeah, it if just you like Robin, like, you will... Yeah, exactly. Songs. Like, if you if you like Robin, if you like Annie, if you like mm-hmm. any of those kind of, like, mid-2000s, like, European pop female artists, like, you will love this. It's so good. And, um, yeah, I, I've been like you. It's, it's funny because, uh, my other, the other, uh, Roisin Murphy fan in the office is senior branding expert, Andrew Hamp. And <laughs> I was detached from the internet yesterday. It was president's day. And he sent me an email that was just, the subject was OMG. And it was a link to Roisin Murphy's new song. I was like, ah, so anyway, um, <laughs> it's an exciting time for three people. It's an people exciting in the time office. for three people in the office. Yeah, uh, th- 
the new song's great. Like it's just it's it's weird and it's wonderful and it it gets me pumped. Like I don't really even have that much to say about it. It's just like she's still kind of pushing the boundaries of what electro pop is supposed to sound like and they have all these kind of sound fragments especially especially toward the end of the song that kind of congeal mm-hmm. into that hook again. It, it's just it's you know, I I just admire her and I've missed her and I'm glad she's back. Yeah, I think I think you described it perfectly. Like this this is more of kind of like sonic electronic fragments put together. Like this is not a single. You definitely get the sense that this was just kind of an album track and she really has an incredible ability to um to kind of do both sides of the pop trick, which is have a really catchy but subtle weird song and then have a song that is like every bit as instantly uh hooky as an ABBA track. So yeah. I'm I'm very excited for whenever her lead single comes out from this project, um, and even if you know even if she goes the the more laid back route and there's no like major pop banger on this one, she is fantastic when she's being weird. Like everything everything she's done is really great. Yeah. So, uh, do, do you want to add something? No, I got nothing else. I just. Yeah, Roisin Murphy. Definitely, yeah. If you haven't, check out Roisin Murphy Overpowered. You've, you've never it's seen. Have you ever seen her album. live? She's I've never seen her played, live. Yeah, I would. She's only. I think to. she's only played one or two U.S. shows ever, and I made a point of seeing her when she played her New York show in like 2008 or 2009. Nice. It was so much fun. Should have Should have <laughs> done that. Um, but now I guess to 2015, hopefully. 20. Fingers crossed, man. So this is uh, Roisin Murphy. Oh, and by the way, if you're listening uh, and you're figuring out how to Google it, her name is spelled O-R-I-S-I-N. Yeah. That's Irish Roisin. Uh, so Roisin Murphy, Gone Fishing. There is no conclusion for the moment. That was Roisin Murphy. Next and last, let us talk about uh, Jason Pick, Moon King. Yeah. And the song is called Apocalypse. <laughs> made a wincing face. And uh, I have I to would... say, I, I didn't know much about this artist. I'd seen the name around, hadn't really listened to this human be- duo. What, what are these people? Duo, yeah. It's they're a Toronto-based um, duo. I, I loved this. Like, yeah. It's just a really nice mixture of different styles. There's uh, kind of like the... The drumming has this kind of propulsive kraut rock thing, but the guitar is like a fuzzy, um, it's like a really nice, fuzzy, catchy hook. And then the voice is very reminiscent of Billy Corgan. It has kind of like his sneer and snarl to it. Yeah. Yeah. So Moon King, yeah, like I said, is is a duo out of Toronto. They've been on tour with All Always or All Vaves. All Vaves. Yeah, I don't know how that's pronounced. Uh, And they're going to be on tour later this year. Um, They're kind of just starting out. They're uh, songwriter Daniel Benjamin. And the singer is Maddie Wild, and um, yeah, I kind of stumbled upon this track uh, via Spotify playlist, and I just loved it. And I've been listening to it a lot this week. For people who like um, Silver Sun's pi- Silver Sun pickups, like Lazy Eye, uh, anything along those lines of of it has that kind of soft, then loud kind of break in the middle, and um, yeah, it's just a very solid indie rock track. I I, I don't really have I feel like I, I say this a lot. I don't have that much to say about it. It's just like it's just a solid track. Like it, it's just really. I agree with you that I, I like the uh, Maddie's um, voice does have that kind of snarl and squeal to mm-hmm. it that that 
really perfectly suits the guitar on this track. And yeah, I mean, they had another single called Roswell that did uh, pretty well. It, it's also worth listening to, but uh, Apocalypse is the song we're talking about. It's uh, it's just great, and it's it's pretty new, so check it out. Yeah, I think it's just always really exciting when there's a new indie rock song that doesn't... I think a tendency of uh, a lot of indie bands is just to make music that specifically sounds indie and you get the sense that this is more just indie by default like they're actually drawing from like disparate interesting musical genres so uh yeah let's listen to it moon king apocalypse That was Moon King Apocalypse. Um, before we end the podcast, I wanted to give a shout out to a couple more things. So Kate Ooh. Pearson of the B-52s, who recently stopped by for an interview. Her album is out this week, Guitars and Microphones. Check it out. And yes, it's very fun. Sia co-wrote, I think, most, if not all of the tracks. Mm. And um, we were talking a lot about Madonna recently. Her longtime backing vocalist, Donna DeLore, who sang on everything from like Who's That Girl, The Ray of Light, um, has she had an album come out a couple years ago, kind of like out there ambient, like dance pop, mm-hmm. and she's got a remix album called Universal Light remixes from that last album, and it's very, it's interesting. Like it's it's mellow stuff, but it's it's cool to listen to because if you're a Madonna fan, like you know her voice from the background, and to, like hear her singing lead is a very interesting experience. So there you go, two shout outs shout out must hear shout outs and uh yeah i don't know so that thank thanks for stopping by jason yeah i um i i'm excited to hear You're such a rapper with those shout outs <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited for next week's must hear music podcast when we talk about more uh more drake songs, more <laughs> kanye and Whatever. maybe some sam smith and adele so i hate you <laughs> i only hate jason i love everybody else <laughs> Thanks, Joe. (laughs) And and thank you, Erica. All right. And thanks, everyone, for listening. If you have any recommendations, uh, tweet them at us. And have a great week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. 
Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.